Hey, Femcasters, Karina here. This week, I'm pleased to bring to you an office hours we ran on Clubhouse just before the Thanksgiving holiday. In review of this episode, you'll hear from Kim, an author of children's books, who really wants to learn how she can get her message out there and innovate and reach new ears and new eyes and new communities. We talk about different ways you can do that with creativity at the center of your focus. We also connect with people in broadcasting, podcasting, and more, and we share ideas with one another. I think you'll enjoy this session. It's just over a half hour long, and it provides some really interesting perspectives. Welcome to Femcasters, a podcast and community where feminine wiles and ferocious female voices collide. Femcasters was born from the idea that we can change the world one broadcast at a time. We are here to unite and elevate the voices of silence breakers just like you, girl-wide. Let's kick it, Karina. Kick it! Hi, everyone. Hello, Julie. Thank you so much for the invite. Um, I'm an author. I am a New York-based author and the author of the Billy Be Kind Children series. It's a series of fun stories with important messages simplified for young readers, ages two to seven. The question that you asked was, how do I get, what are some, tell me, tell me the question one more time. Sorry, tips, tricks. So you're an author, children's book author. And I know as the publisher of Media Queens Publishing House, it is a hustle. When you are the brand, you are the brand of your book. You are, you right now, Kim, you're the brand. What, what's working for you? And do you have any questions? Well, you know, I, I would say it's been definitely tough. I have been doing a lot of local events as well as libraries and trying to get, I have a meeting coming up on December 18th where I'm going to be talking to the Black Library Caucus of New York, where I'm going to be sitting down with them and hoping that they'll purchase my books for libraries in schools as well as local libraries in New York City. So I've had a lot of um, positive things happen. And uh, Also, I visit, of course, the you know, local shops around here, like eye doctors, a lot of the eye doctors around here have my book and, and a lot where they have little children glasses and they have little areas for kids to read. And a lot of doctor's offices, pediatricians also have my book, barbershops have my book. It's so funny because this one shop that I went into, there was this little area for the boys to come and get their hair cut and they were reading my book. So there's little unique things that I do to get my book out there because I want people to know who I am. So when my, and you know, the other day I called Barnes and Noble and I asked them to come in and I would like them to order my book and they're ordering my book. So I'm waiting for the books to come in. And so that's going to be exciting for me to do a, a signing as well. So I've been doing as much as I can, but I know there's so much more that I can learn and so much more that I can do. That's why I'm here to learn. And I have my pen in my hand and my notepad and I'm taking notes. Well, Kim, I want to jump in and say something first, because we put the subject up here, secrets to building your brand, and you just demonstrated three things that I think we should all make note of, get out our own pads and paper and pens, whatnot. First, you have your elevator, <laughs> your elevator pitch is just rock solid. 
You write children's books for children's age, children aged two to seven, I think is what you said. So it encapsulated not only what you do and who you do it for, but that you're very clear on your demographic. And that means that you are able to get out there and continue thrashing those bushes in ways that are relevant to your brand. Second, you demonstrated that you are thinking outside of the box, going to those doctors and dentist office and barber shops, whatnot, to ensure that they have your book handy to entertain kids that are, are there wasting time, essentially waiting for their appointments or getting their haircut. So awesome work there. And third, you have stick to You are going at it. You're not afraid to contact Barnes & Noble and ask for that book signing. So those three things are core secrets to building your brand, getting your message rock solid, not being afraid to try new things, and being sure of yourself enough to reach out to the big boys. So awesome work. Really great. Hats off to you. Thank you. And I'm looking up, there's someone that you should meet here on Clubhouse, and I'm looking up his name unless you've already talked to him. So Kim, just wait a second. But go ahead, Karina. I'm going to jump in with his name in a second. Yeah, so I'm just curious if there is any particular issue that you're having with regard to getting your book out there or your work, your work in front of more people that you'd like to tell us about so we might be able to guide you. Well, you know, I'm always trying to find ways to get my book out there. You know, I'm in the infancy stages. So for me, I mean, anything that you can offer is a great would be a great help. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have a few groups groups on Facebook, but I'm mostly on Instagram. And, um, you know, I'm doing the reels and I'm, I'm doing different things to get my name out there and my brand out there. I was listening to you when you talked about branding and I said, what is my brand? You know, I, what is my image of my brand? And I know that people often tell me that they see me as kind and honest and supportive and sincere. And I'm like, I guess that's my brand, but I never really thought about it. And I should start thinking about who I am, what I'm projecting and how I want to show up to people. I just go in every single day as my authentic self. And this is who I am, you know, and I never really stop to think of, you know, my brand. I know who I'm selling to, you know, my goal is to support parents and grandparents and educators and caregivers, you know, by helping young children develop social and emotional skills at an early age. However, I never stop to think of my brand. So Kim, that's a really great question. So the question then becomes, how do you get there? How do you ensure that that brand is exactly what you want it to be? And then ensure that you're projecting that outwards. And one of the core pieces is to identify what your core values are. And so if it is honesty, integrity, if it is, um, you know, being a force of nature to educate young children, like you can encapsulate it in, in different kind of ideas. Some of them could be multi-word. Some of them could be single words that express the idea. Writing out your value proposition, but understanding what your values are before you do that can be very helpful. I, I know that, uh, for instance, Jules is a proponent of having a, a personalized style, something that you're really known for. And that can be, I think, very, very beneficial if you are a personality that will be in the limelight, if you're planning to be in front of a camera. It could be something as simple as your hairstyle or the type of clothing that you wear that you essentially becomes your trademark. And so these are things that you would really think about as it lays into your overall core values and the value proposition, the unique thing that you're working to bring into the world. 
Um, so each of those should reflect upon one another, and then you really seek to integrate each of those messages into one piece or, or one kind of plan for how you get that message out there, whether it be via Instagram or YouTube or any other number of platforms. I did have a question for you that relates to the children's book. So I've seen some really creative uses of um, social media, in particular YouTube, when it comes to reading children's books. And so I wondered if you have recorded videos of yourself reading these children's books with a camera focused on the page and um, broadcast them out in any number of media. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that if it's something you've done already. You know, I thought about it. Someone said to me uh, just the other day that I should do a uh, TikTok uh, and read other author's books as well as my own, because right now I'm on three published books, but I also have another one coming out. I have two other books that I'm working on right now and my other books are being revamped. So I thought about it. Maybe that's a good idea, you know, to go on TikTok or YouTube, whatnot, and um, and do a read aloud. That's something that I, I might do because I'm actually going into schools now and doing that. And I was kind of nervous about it. Kids scare me sometimes when you have to sit down in front of a group of them and read and hope that they love your book. You know, they're they're scary customers. But um, <laughs> but I thought about doing it online. That that might be something that I I might consider it. So here's um, a little bee in your bonnet relating to the same subject. So when we were closed down with a pandemic and I had a kindergartner, uh, the teacher was sending links to me of authors reading their books, children's authors reading their books. Um, and in some cases, it was even just her reading a book of a particular author. So it would be like reading time, but that we could go ahead and put on when we were trying to occupy our children as opposed to just throwing them in front of a standard TV show. And so it would be like somebody reading aloud to them. I think there's a value in that. Um, you could actually create your own brand around it. You could think about how you would set the stage of your room when you read these books to them, whether or not you would have uh, the perspective be more like a, a group of kids sitting in front of you as if the camera's um, focused on you holding the book facing them type thing, or if you would have an overhead camera, you know, essentially paging with you through the book. You could also consider whether you want to do something a little bit different. I'll give you a, an interesting and kind of ridiculous example, just because I think sometimes ridiculous examples can get you thinking outside of the box. You've probably heard of the book Goodnight Moon. It's a children's board book. It's available, I think, everywhere. I think every child I know has that, had that book. Um, there is this uh, band from the 90s called Gwar, Gwar, G-W-A-R, which was like a thrash metal band. And this is a peek behind the curtain. I actually loved that kind of music when I was a little kid, and I went to some of their shows. They were really just like screaming into the microphone, ridiculous music, and in costume and like these <laughs> gory costumes, right? Um, and so their leader, their their vocalist, read Goodnight Moon on YouTube and in costume, 
and it's hilarious. So you can watch that video. I'm sure you can find it by just going on um, YouTube. But the reality is like doing something a little outside of the box like that, even if that is so not on brand for you, because it probably is not. Um, but getting somebody else to read your book and maybe a funny way it, it, with a little bit of jest could not necessarily be a bad thing, dependent on what it is that you're seeking to do. That's so good. You're so great. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, I just encourage you to do it. Like I know you've probably also seen uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, a couple of other celebrities have read the Go the F to Sleep book. And I'm not using the cuss word right yes, now, but yes, yes. you know, kind of along the same lines, like look at those and say, heck, you know, what could I do differently to make this my brand? And, you know, maybe I would choose to read a book that is, let's say, more serious, like War and Peace, but do it in a child tone as like some funny little TikTok thing. I mean, you could creatively look at how you wanted to get your brand out there um, if you were looking at other texts versus if you're looking at your own. Thank you so much for your, uh, your advice. I really appreciate it. Well, it was a fun one for me. So thank you. And Kim, just a couple things, more other things to explore, and then we'll take other questions. But I don't know if you've checked out Library Bub, L-I-B-R-A-R-Y, Bub. Check that out. It's a great place to, it's a clearinghouse for librarians. And then also Fussy Librarian. It is an extensive newsletter. I've had excellent success with our publishing house in terms of, really boosting sales and reviews. It's all about getting reviews without 50 reviews for your book. Amazon doesn't really notice it. So just a couple of quickies, but I'm happy to That's chat. Good to know. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. Okay, one more, and I'm forgetting the name of it, but you could do it via quick search, I'm sure. Are you familiar with the drag queens that are going to different elementary schools and libraries doing readings of books? I have heard about it. I read the article. Yes. Yes. So I think that you could even consider submitting your book or trying to reach out to people in your community that were interested in doing something like that. Because again, just getting in front of more people, getting in front of more ears, showing that you were open to inclusivity, maybe even eventually creating a book like that all could be helpful. All right, David, you unmiked. And so I want to make sure we give the mic to you. No, I appreciate that. I wanted to throw in on this topic for Kim and I messaged her in the back channel. But if you're not familiar with the Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, where they give books to kids for free, and you'd have to look in to see how exactly that works, but it's a it's a great way to to get out there and you know it's a it's a charity at that point though. Thank it's you. It's in David. yeah, it's in the United States, Canada, Australia, basically the English speaking countries for the most part. It's funny because I also reached out to, I think it's Sarah Ferguson. She's a duchess. And um, I sent her my book. They asked, they said they would definitely accept it. And I sent her my book and I'm waiting for the other book to be revamped so I can send her that book as well to possibly read online. So yes, definitely. Uh, I will look into Dolly Parton as well. Yeah, my understanding with Dolly, this is her foundation. She also, she doesn't only accept donations to give books out. She also, she funds it. So depending on what your topics might be, she might even be interested in buying it and providing it to communities. So um, I know that that has come and gone, but great suggestion. I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it. Thank you, David. And get on podcasts, parenting podcasts. 
pitch yourself. Make sure you have a media kit. Everybody here, I hope you have a media kit. It is essential. And pitch yourself. And I have a lot of tools also for how to pitch yourself. We can talk about later. But I wanted to make sure everybody had a chance to speak. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, also, also, also did have a question regarding branding and whatnot. Uh, so I'm struggling, and we may have talked about this before, uh, but with the day job, I feel mildly uncomfortable branding myself uh, as a voice actor or audiovisual production person out there because that's what I do for my day job. So I have a secondary website address that I use, and that is b2vmedia.com instead of b B2B, it's a B2V, which, which cleverly goes to business to voice or business to video. Um, so there's a cleverness there. I don't know if it's valuable. Um, I, I just don't know whether I should brand myself or brand the company. Uh, again, don't, I can't afford to lose the uh, nearly six-figure day job, but I really want to eventually move over into the my job. I'll sit back and listen. I don't think I can answer this without having a few questions answered. Does yes. your job preclude you from doing gig work? No. Okay. No, I'm good. Is there a reason that they would feel like you were taking business away from them by promoting yourself? Not at all. All right. So I'm having a tough time understanding why it would be an issue. Mm -hmm. I think you're having a personal struggle with this. You're, you're feeling loyal it's a loyalty issue for you. And so you feel like, oh, well, if I'm spending time, my own personal time to do this, is their perception going to be that I'm taking something away? And so I would just say, if you have an honest relationship with your employer, you've been there for a while, you feel secure in them, say like, look, I, I, I have dreams of doing something slightly different with time. You know, is it something you'd feel open to talking to them about and saying, I'm really excited about this. This is something I'm looking to do. I want to get into voice acting more. Mm -hmm. Is that something you'd feel yeah. open doing? Like, yeah, I've, I've known, I'm pretty comfortable with the, the group of people that work here. been here for 15 years. So it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good experience. And, and you're right. There's a real reason for me to, to back off of, of that. Uh, we were, the company was just purchased by a, uh, investment capital. So there's, you know, there's changes. And so that, that is also the, the mild area of paranoia when they see me on LinkedIn or on, you know, when a lot of people that I'm familiar with are connected there with me. So I was thinking of the other persona, quote, quote unquote, being under the radar out there, but your, your points are, are well made. Well, the other thing I will say is venture capital, they don't have the time to sit there and troll and see what particular contributors are doing on social spaces, including LinkedIn, it's not really something that's at the center of their concern. Um, I think you're just feeling probably a little bit of nervousness around this takeover, because of course you would. Secondarily, uh, I will say that in the current era, it is becoming more and more common for people to do a little bit of side hustling or gigs on and Areas that are a little bit different from their own that may be connected to their business as part of their career path and career development. If you're nervous about putting it on LinkedIn, then don't. You could always look at other spaces and um, really find new ways of connecting on other platforms, including this one. 
or just even using LinkedIn as a space where you direct message people and not where you broadcast. That could help give you the all of the benefit of the things that you're seeking to do without necessarily becoming worrisome. But if you're concerned, I would connect with somebody in HR at the company that you trust to just say, hey, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not stepping on any toes or putting myself at risk by doing this. And, you know, I just want to continue to personally develop and professionally develop, and this is helping me do so. So I think as long as you're really clear with that, I don't think you're going to open yourself up to risk. This isn't, they don't own you. You are your own person. So that's my 30,000 foot view. Excellent. Thank you very much. So was there another question connected to that or did I answer it? No, I think you covered it. Uh, My next step is to find that plan. I've got the social media guy who's going to help me get out there. Again, part of the thing was just which persona am I using, my own or a business persona? I would use your own. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I think you're your own. Go for it. You want to be a voice actor? That's that's the space. And I would, I would make it your brand, your name. The second thing I would, wanted to share with you, I don't know if you're on voices.com. Uh, there are several different spaces where you can offer your services and, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I actually am on there. Yeah. I've even seen people doing voice acting, putting their profiles up on Upwork. Upwork is, you know, also multinational. I have hired people to help me manage social media there. I've also looked for voice actors there. So it might be something you consider doing. Perfect. Great ideas. Great. All right. So with that, I will move on temporarily and see if we circle back to anybody else. Tamara, are you there? Would you like to connect? Tell us what's on your mind. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Hi, Julie, David, Ray, Abby, Kim. Hey, girl. Karina. Hey, everybody. So, yeah, I was listening, taking notes, the secrets to building your brand. You were talking about books and, you know, how to and how to use that as part of as part of your brand. And I actually have I have two books that I have written. My first book is called Faith, Purpose and Politics, Running the Race of My Life. And the second book is specific to the beauty and barber industry called The Guide to Thrive and Survive came after COVID. So I think that my first book, um, so let me briefly introduce myself for those who may not know who I am. My name is Tamara Johnson Sheely. I am a candidate for the United States Senate here in Georgia. Thank you. But I always say no matter where you are in these United States, I will be your U.S. Senator. I won't be one of those persons that get to Congress and forget that, you know, every I represent everybody in the nation with that vote. So I will be your U.S. Senator. So I think my first book to get back to your topic, um, I think I I wrote that I wrote that book in 2018. And it was, you know, for those of you who don't know my journey, I, this is not my first, not my second, not my third not my fourth, this is my fifth consecutive run for office. So I have all the wounds and the scars to to show for it. Um, And this has been a tremendous undertaking. But I think that first book, specific to my journey, I think that, I think it's kind of simmering as it relates to my brand and my candidacy. I think that once I am on the other side of this race, I think then that book will, will really give voice and and life to what it means to be 
engaged in politics and, and what it costs you as an individual. I don't think people understand that to do this, if you don't have money, I mean, you can't buy it. You have to build it. And the brand that I have and the following and the support that I have, I've earned it every step of the way. I've, I've gotten to know people and people have gotten to know me. So I just think that I'm, I'm listening here today to take notes, but I think my book and the, the rest of my brand building is on, on the other side of my candidacy. So I'll yield the mic and continue to take notes and listen from those of you who are experts. So thank you for the space and great to see you all. Well, Tamara, thank you so much for joining us. And I everything that you've learned through five consecutive <laughs> runs, and I just have to applaud you. Being in the public eye that much is just an incredible, incredible feat. And um, I'd love to hear if you have it to share, if you had one tip for anybody who was thinking about running for office, what would you say? Pray. <laughs> <laughs> you better pray. And be sure that that is what God has called you to do. You better be absolutely sure. And I'm going to tell you, I did not pick, I didn't choose this. You know, that my book starts with my journey. I did not choose this. I come from the beauty and barber industry where my job, you know, was to make my clients feel good. And I loved them and they loved me. It was such a, an, an industry where it was just full of love and laughter and good times. And it was a great life on the other side of this political journey. When I was called to politics, I, I didn't, it took me a minute. Me and God had to, I'm like, what God, really? So I, my, my biggest piece of advice for those of you that are, you know, spiritually grounded and that's how you, you better pray and be sure that that is what God has called you to do because you take a lot of, you take a lot when you are, uh, when you put yourself in this arena to serve, you really do. And that would be my one advice, one piece of advice. Good advice. Thank you, Kim. The floor is yours. Oh my, I'm not sure what's going on with my um, my clubhouse. I apologize. We have a ghost in the machine. That's okay though. I do want to go ahead and check in with everybody before we move on to our next beautiful guest, Abby Green. Uh, if you have not already checked out Femcasters, please do so. Click on the link above. And if it doesn't work for you, you can just go to femcasters.com. That is our primary website. And from there, you can actually link to our community of femcasters.mn.co. Clubhouse has been a little wonky sometimes. Sometimes they don't like sending to anything other than just a .com. So that's your workaround. Uh, it is a free community for now. Eventually, it will likely be charged, but Jules and I are putting all sorts of tools there now. You can access fully for free at this point in time. So please go and join. And David White, I would encourage you to go there too. You may even be able to interface with some podcasters who want to use your voiceover services. Um, who knows? I might be one of them. <laughs> I'm uh, getting ready to launch a third podcast in December or January and may want some voice acting support. So there's that for you. All right, Abby, the floor is yours. What's on your mind? Hi, friends. I just, I hope it's okay. Y'all made me a, a moderator. I'm now sick with power. <laughs> Everyone's um, a moderator here. I you know. come on the stage, I mean, we're just, giving you the green bean. <laughs> it's just chaos here. I love it. Um, I am the host of Sex, Politics, and Bacon podcast, and just 
you know, sometimes the cyborg master algorithms make all kinds of sense. Literally, I saw David, big fan of you, David, and was like, what is he doing in a femcasters? But that's a man. Like, how dare he? Right. And I literally was like about to come into Clubhouse to text Tamara to see if she would be on my podcast. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> five birds with one stone. And then I just joined Fencasters. So I'm excited. My podcast is Sex, Politics, and Bacon. And the new season drops December 6th. Um, and I'm just excited to see something like this. I really do connect um, a lot. My sort of main uh, avatar audience people are moms um, in their 30s and 40s in suburbia. And um, I really believe in connecting women and um empowerment and all that good stuff i just started today a four-part course um today was the first day it'll be every tuesday at noon in my sex politics and bacon club and remember sex comma you gotta say the comma there's a lot of sex but you got com sex comma um club every tuesday at noon where we're going to talk about empowering the holidays so that we it's not a time where we feel sad as much or down or if we do we're there for one another um between seasonal depression just general exhaustion from COVID and life and trauma and all this stuff and pressures of presence it's just it's just completely unnecessary and um everywhere i've lived i've moved 53 times throughout culture religion time and space if the mom if the matriarch of the family is not doing well it will affect the entire family quite, quite strongly. So it's not just about, you know, finding great recipes and saving some money on thrifting all of your gifts, but even more so waking up January 1st being like, yeah, I got 2022. I'm, we're going to kill it. Yeah, it's going to be a great year because we all can't afford to just be really down in January avoiding our credit card bills and just banging our heads against the wall for another, another, um, number of months. So I'm Abby and, um, I'm just really excited to have found all you people. This is great. And I'm in Femcasters now. Yay. Well, welcome Abby. Thank you so much. I do have to say something as a compliment to you. Um, when you are given privileges of being an administrator and you're told that everybody on stage is an administrator, please, Take hold of those reins and go ahead and put your link in the upper screen when you're talking, just like Abby did. So, Abby. <laughs> well, thank you. And, you know, as you get to know me, I'll put up, you know, pictures of boobs. Maybe it will be, you know, my dog farting. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it'll be creative. And sometimes you really should mute me and take my power away. I'm just going to set that well, expectation. Now. You know, hey, that can be taken, too. But, like, let's just say when somebody offers you support... When they offer you help, take it. Like that's part of the Absolutely. secret of building your brand. When someone says, hey, let me help you with that, or I'm willing to give you a hand, or how can I help? Tell them. Like they're asking to help you. It is completely true. And I'll say, um, just to sort of piggy off what, piggyback off of what Tamara said, I've worked almost every um, election cycle since 1996 when my neighbor then my friend, Mrs. Shaheen, now Senator Shaheen, but became the first female governor, female senator of New Hampshire, started that long ago in politics. And that is absolutely the situation. There were a million times from the age of 16 where I was in a room and they were like, who can do this? 
And I just looked around and was like, huh? <laughs> and I raised my hand and that served me. Um, not every situation should you do that, but when opportunities are presented in front of you, and especially if there's no one else willing to do it, give it a shot. You will be shocked at uh, how much you'll learn and how much you'll grow. Well, that's fantastic, Abby. I do have a question for you that relates to bacon. Since we've been on this topic, of course. yeah, we've been on this topic of, um, you know, children's books when Kim was here a little bit earlier. My, I have a book called Everybody Loves Bacon. Everybody Loves Bacon, yes. And this is hysterical. You it's to, a you good should. book. I enjoy it's a, it's reading it to my kids. Book. It's like, yeah, so you have, so, okay. So my podcast is based on sex, not just positions and that fun stuff, but gender politics, the wage gap, transgender rights, politics. I probably would normally say social social justice, but that's not as sexy. And bacon, while it is one of my favorite foods, it was the first uh the subject of the first email my husband ever sent me when we met on match.com but we actually named our child bacon okay so i I... wasn't sent like one copy of that book (laughs) (laughs) but yes i'm familiar any book that mentions the word bacon i have i've got every bacon band-aid bacon onesie yes that's amazing so i think we (laughs) need to connect And, and it's all about like for all of you who haven't read Everybody Loves Bacon, it's like bacon just gets too cool for his friends. You know, it's not just the little the little people don't matter. Like avocado, he just forgets all about him when he gets all famous. So important lessons. Yes. And it's beautifully it illustrated. It's really fun. So yes. Anywho, um, I think I have just discovered, Abby, that you and I need to cross guest on one another's shows outside of Femcasters. My done. podcast done is done. Care More Be Better. It's all about social impact and sustainability, regenerating systems and the planet. And so I think we'd have a lot to talk about. And yes, so let's do that. Fantastic. I know we Agreed. also have Lance in the audience. If Lance, if you feel like coming up to stage and chatting for a moment... I have about 10 minutes left before I need to end this room and go be Mrs. Mommy to my seven-year-old who's homesick. Well, I have a, my, my bacon baby, my Henry Bacon is about to turn six on Christmas. Um, (laughs) You had bacon on Christmas? Yeah, I had my baby bacon at midnight on Christmas. Oh, wow. Which, which, which I will say is another reason I'm so dedicated for the holidays to not be a downer because literally as I'm in an un, in the hospital in labor in an unplanned C-section at 1130 and the doctor comes in and says, I'm so sorry, but there's an emergency C-section who needs to go before you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm so, I'm terribly disappointed. I'm so sorry that you're going to have your baby on Christmas. And I was like, so I'm not an emergency. My kids, it wasn't planned, but it's not an emergency. And my kid's going to be healthy. And you're upset because he's like, no, no kid. Won't. See, I'm like, because see, of presents? Like, this... what are we talking about? One more synergy. My four-year-old turns four on Thanksgiving, another holiday. I, um, when I had him, I just needed to get through Thanksgiving. I said, please let me not go into labor until after Thanksgiving. And so I had him on the Saturday that follows, but this year his celebration is on Thanksgiving Day. He'll be four. Well, of course, you all know that <clears throat> Mary and Joseph every year had to say, This is also for Christmas and your birthday. <laughs> right? 
right? Well, I mean, it's like, so we also were Jewish. Like, so it's like, we're Jewish. So we'd be celebrating Hanukkah anyway. And then we named him Bacon, which isn't very Jewish. And then, you know, like it starts, basically my message around it is it starts to be about everything important or it starts to be about nothing, you know, either way. So I keep saying to people, okay, sure, presents are a thing, but listen, my kid's a little white privileged kid. Like he's going to be spoiled no matter what I do. Not worried about presents, just not an issue. It's just of all the things I'm worried about for my child, presents, it's not one of them. You know, there's enough plastic Chinese crap in our house for decades. But on top of that, what is it really about? Guess what? His whole life, he's going to have his birthday off from school. He's probably going to be surrounded by his family. He's going to be doing special things that you don't get to do every day and quote unquote celebrating. And if his friends are not Christian and don't believe in Christmas, great. Let's celebrate his birthday. And if you are Christian, you celebrate Christmas. Great. It's his birthday. And maybe it'll be Hanukkah too. You know, like to me, it's just about the opposite of sort of you know, seasonal depression or the opposite of COVID, the opposite of fake news, all of that is connection and celebration. So let's just infuse that and call it whatever you want. Well, thank you so much, Jules. I'm going to have to wrap because I have to uh, take care of my child here. And no, I'm so glad everybody. And I mean, there could talk to Abby probably for 10 hours. I mean, you definitely, let's do it. We got to talk about, because I mean, our little bacon he's my little bacon too i mean born on christmas he's jewish i mean there's so many stories right there in itself so thanks girl abby you have like a children's book in the naming of your child you just write yeah. it down you know i just uh ref- by also by the way I just if you pull a refresh you'll see henry bacon himself he took that photo he's learned how to use my uh, tripod. And Henry Bacon is also the architect of the Lincoln Memorial. And there's a whole story to that. But I know you're trying to wrap up. So I'll try to be quiet. Oh, thank you, everybody. And I would just encourage to, I would love to talk more. Anything I can do to help Tamara's campaign amazing and foster David's amazing trajectory. Let us know just hop in text us message us. Because we're really all about helping others, Karina and I so Thanks, guys. You're amazing. Yeah. And um, just to make sure that you're able to get there, you can click on the link above to Femcasters. And then there's a tab called Community. You can also, while you're there, watch our latest interview with Dr. Sherry Campbell, which was really fun. And that um, video is virtually unedited. So, uh, so yeah, it's just our candid conversation with an incredible thought leader and media mogul. So... I hope you guys learn from her as well as our other content there and join us in Femcasters. We're posting new content almost every day now. Thank you so much. I have to reset my password because who the heck can remember that stuff, but I'm in, I'm in. I love it. And I really look forward to this. Sometimes algorithms are like so dead on. I really, I really appreciate it. This was a very good use of time. I want to talk to all you people. (laughs) Thanks abs. Yes. Um, Feel free to check out the live button on in our, we haven't done it yet, but it seems like you probably would have no problem just jumping on live. I, I actually, I love going live. I'm better spontaneous. And I also am trying to brand myself as like a last minute mod. Like I can jump into any room and talk about any topic pretty much. I have a lot that I know a lot about and I have a lot I know a little bit about. And uh, I, yeah, I don't, 
I don't have any shame, so I don't get embarrassed about anything, really. Beautiful. This has been a great hour. I've really enjoyed the connections we've made today. I hope we've helped you guys each think about your brands a little bit differently. And, you know, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, we all make a difference. So thank you all for joining us today. It's good to see you again. Check us out. We'll be back. Okay, bye, everyone. Thanks a heap. Thank you for listening to another episode of Femcasters. We hope you were inspired. We hope you were motivated. We hope you think a little bit differently about how your voice, your very own voice can change the universe. So tap on those five stars, share the love, share this episode with another Femcaster that you think could use this message today. And head over to femcasters.com for all the goods we covered today, including tools to elevate your voice. You can join our exclusive community and celebrate the femcaster in you. Together, we can elevate the power and the voice of women girl wide. Let's do this. Mm-hmm.